Welcome, welcome to another episode of Gas Network Present Sports for the Culture. I'm here with the family. Price, XXV, Double I, Rome, C Melo, Cross Lion, T Buggy Man. This is the greatest sports show on the planet, La Familia. Hope you're ready for a ride. Can't wait to hear what you guys got to say. Welcome, welcome to another episode of your favorite sports show, Sports for the Culture. As always, I'm joined by the Dream Team, Rocky, Colt, Tom, Tom. What up, fellas? Top left, <laughs> introduce yourself. I'm not sure who any of those people are, but I'm Scruff Lion. Good ass sports, y'all know what time it is. We live up in this mud. You know what I mean? About to bring out some heat and uh, some real questionable activity going on in the sports world, especially in the gas community. But we're gonna address it. <laughs> Hey, man, if you don't know who Rocky Cole and Tom are, man, the classic movie, The Three Ninjas, man, you got to see it. Must watch, must watch. But there is, there is a little bit of sketchiness going on in the gas community, but we're going to get to the bottom of it. Bottom right, introduce yourself. Hey, man, I think uh, a lot of y'all already know who I am. It's your boy, Rome. That's Young Rome 22 on uh, all socials as usual. Just going to start off by saying no collusion. Bottom left, introduce yourself. It's your boy Dimolo Vagu. Y'all finally get to see my beautiful, gorgeous face without the brown paper bag because the G Men finally won one, baby. <laughs> finally got one. God damn. Are you really proud? Are you really Am proud I of that? Proud? Bro, I'm kind of upset because I kind of want Trevor Lawrence. But I do not want to look like the Lions from 2013 and beyond until like recent years. God knows I don't want to own 16 records. Yeah, no, nah, I feel that, man. Y'all, y'all squeak one out, literally one point. So, con- congrats. As always, man, it's your boy at Bryce XXV Double I. So we got a ton to get into today. Let's kick it off with the NFL before we get to these uh these collusion accusations. We gonna get to the <laughs> NFL, man. Let's start with last night's game. Uh, Monday night, man, we had uh, a new time. I thought it was interesting, 5 p.m. Eastern. So before we even talk about the game, fellas, I want to know what y'all thought about the time of the game, 5 o'clock. Is that something y'all can get behind going forward, or was that, was that a little too early for your liking? Scruff, starting with you. I could get behind it, but y'all got to let me know. Man, I'm in the middle of doing regular work stuff, and you know what I mean? Like, I'm writing papers and, like, doing regular work. Like, it's like 5 o'clock, and I'm getting fantasy football alerts. I'm like, what's going on? Just let me know next time, man. I'll be ready. Right, I, feel cool, I feel it's that. I feel that. It's just different. It's it different. Was, it was cool, though. Nah, I was, was I was late. surprised when I looked uh, I looked at the alert, man. I'm like, hold up. Five o'clock, let me turn this game on, Rome. You know, we football heads, man. What do you think about the early start? Man, I love it, man. A, a Monday night doubleheader, give it to me every week. That's probably the best thing that COVID is, has given us in reality. Uh, but yeah, man, the five o'clock, that was a little bit earlier start, but I'm off on Mondays. So it was perfect for me. I'm sitting here getting, getting the power rankings done. Those will be out tomorrow for all the, uh, uh, loyal gas followers. Check that out. But yeah, man, five o'clock is, is a good time for me on Monday. The more, the more football, the merrier. I don't, I don't give a damn if it's 12 o'clock on Tuesday, I'll find a way to watch. I'm with you on that, man. The more, the merrier for sure, man. Five o'clock start, uh, Gerardo, man. Is that too early for football? Is that should, should that be the new norm? Five p.m. starting the Monday night games. I got a flip side. Would you have rather have five o'clock or Thursday night booty games? 
Hey, good point, man. Good point. Those Thursday night games are always trash. So now let's jump into the game. <laughs> let's jump into the game. First game, obviously, you had the Chiefs versus the Bills. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's two of the top teams in the AFC right now. You know, like two teams that, in my opinion, have a shot to make a deep run in the playoffs. What do you guys think from the game? Uh, uh, yeah, Gerardo, start with you. Let's stick with you, man. What I think about the game, I thought it was whether the weather did play a part. That's why we got to see a lot of more running and then pass during that game because I clearly – I put over three – what was it, 305 for Patrick Mahone having passing yards. And I don't even think he touched 305 or let alone 250. That's mostly a run game. So I really thought this was mostly defense and run. And they got the show. It's like, yo, this might what we might see in the in the playoffs if these two ever meet again. Hopefully it's more passing from both hands because technically when we were coming into this game, I thought it was going to be a shootout with both guys having big arms when we know Patrick Mahomes could throw a 75 bomb. And the same thing we feel about Josh Allen, that he could throw a 75 bomb without a problem either. And both guys didn't give us that. They gave us like a bunch of dunking pass here and there. I think like the longest pass was like a 25-yard pass, I believe. Yeah, yeah but this game, it, it could have it it been a shootout, but it didn't, luckily to the weather. But, yeah, I, I really see this could be the AFC championship game. If not, at least a big, a big playoff game. Yeah, nah, man, I, I think you make a good point there. And I could definitely see these two teams – outlasting the rest of the AFC and making it to all the way to the AFC championship game. And you're right, man. It was a running game. Clyde Edwards Hilaire was going stupid. I remember I was I was going against him in fantasy football. I looked down at my phone at the sleeper app, and this dude got 128 yards in the first half. I'm thinking it's a glitch. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, wait, hold on. I'm trying to refresh it. I'm like, oh, no, nah, the app is tripping. But now, nah, man, he was really getting it in. I think he finished with 161 with a 6.2 yards uh, per carry average. That's ridiculous, man. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is definitely proving – that he was worth that first round pick. Scruff, did you uh did you think this is two of the two of the lead dogs out the AFC? Do you think these two teams that we'll see down the line in the playoffs? I think we'll see probably see both teams in the playoffs. I wouldn't call them both lead dogs. I think we knew who the lead dog was going into the game. It was the Chiefs. And um I think um we expected a big like big flying like deep pass game like G was talking about. But uh yeah we're gonna get to it. But yeah I mean, it was like a little bit of an adjustment, and that's what you see in competitive games. All right, so, yeah, you guys are known for throwing deep bombs. Josh Allen, he was still looking for the deep bombs. Patrick Mahomes was smart enough to use the rest of the field, and the Chiefs were smart enough schematically to take advantage of the run game because when you got guys all looking for the deep ball, you're vulnerable to that run, and you saw that, and that's exactly what came through in the game plan. The Chiefs are elite. The Bills, we're going to talk about them a little bit more, so I'm not going to spoiler it. But um, I think they could be a playoff team. But, you know, they went undefeated against bum teams, and then they lost two legit games against legit teams. So who are they really? Nah, hey, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, you you got to beat the best. And uh, if you're not beating the best, there's no way you can call yourself the best. It seems like when the Bills get these top opponents, they tend to fall short. We'll see if they mature into that team that can beat those top teams. They, they are still a young squad, and they're, you know, they're aging game after game. Rome, break it down, man. Chiefs versus Bills. What, what, what are, what are your, what was your key takeaway from this game? Uh, my key takeaway was that the Chiefs can beat you in a million ways. Uh, what we saw from Patrick Mahomes was very Alex Smith like, uh, and if he can do that and be Brett Favre on another day, then he really is the total package. I mean, I believe he was about twenty-one for twenty-six, two hundred twenty-five yards, two touchdowns, and he uh, he let Edwards Hilaire run it out, man. And Edwards Hilaire was running like they just traded for a vet. 
and he's not trying to lose no time. So that, that's what that was looking like to me. Uh, but KC, man, how do you beat them? I can't even really knock the Bills and, and scrap it right. We're going to get into that a little bit later. But me personally, I can't even really knock the Bills. I mean, the Chiefs are one of the top teams, arguably the top team in the league. And the Bills played a damn good game, but that's what happens when you play one of the top teams, man. Sometimes you just have to take that L. Hopefully in the playoffs, you know, the Bills will get another shot. It, it is disheartening that, you know, they lost at home, but maybe not having fans and whatnot affected that to an extent. But I wouldn't knock the Bills down too much for this loss. Uh, my biggest reaction, though, is that the Chiefs can really beat you in any way. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a great point, man. And I think the Chiefs oh, – oh. what's up, G? Wait, did, did Rome just compare Patrick Mahomes to Alex Smith? Yeah, you like that, right? You like that. I, I, I was saving that one. That was real smooth. That was a very Alex Smith-like game. It was a very Alex Smith-like game. It was a manufactured game. He managed the game. He took it. He was playing like it was like a short West Coast offense. It wasn't the typical air raid that you typically see from Patrick Mahomes. But you forget, like he is capable of doing that. He just, you know, he got one down the field. Looks for him, but doing a check down, you know. You know, in fact, it felt like that game went by. Patrick Mahomes to Alex Smith. I'm just baffled. Yeah, it's a wild comparison, but I know what he meant because it felt like that game went by quick, man. Like as soon as it, like five o'clock hit them, man, eight o'clock on the dot, that game was over. And you know that 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 lends to the point of a guy managing the game, wasting out the clock where it's supposed to be. But unfortunately for last night, there was another game. Bless you, wrong. And that game was more like one of the Thursday night games that Gerardo was talking about earlier. We had the Cowboys versus the Cardinals, and it was a blowout, man. I mean, some might say that the Cowboys rolled over. I mean, let's give some some instant reactions to that game. Uh, Scruff, what was your first take? Um, it was just uh, – <laughs> honestly, my first take was just that – why are the Cowboys even on TV, bro? Like, why are they even on TV? That's really my first take, you know? Like – I get it, man. These schedules are made before the season starts, but like nobody wants to watch that. You know what my my second take was? I ran I, I ran my, my 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 butt over to FanDuel, got it on the on the on the on the bet, and I and I took I took the Cardinals early. I should have took them. I should have added points in because I was so confident they were going to blow them out. And I even said it in our meeting last night. When did they're going to blow them out? What they do? They blow them out. Cowboys ain't good. Any Dalton's not good. Like just, you know, legit. Stick a fork in them. They're they're terrible. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just – I need better football on Monday night. Like, you know, it's cool because I go to bed early these days. So, I appreciated that. I was I was asleep about a halftime. Hey, man, you know what it means when you say stick a fork in them. It means they done. Rome, I know that's music to your ears, man, hearing the Cowboys done. What do you think, man? Did last night kind of seal their fate? What do you think about them moving forward? Uh, man, it is music to my ears hearing stick a fork in Dallas and that they're done, but – I got to give some pushback, man, because I think Scruff's a little off, off with the analysis. I mean, uh, last I checked, they're still leading the NFC East. They're, they're the only team with two wins, which I know that's pathetic, but they got two wins and, no, and nobody else has more than one. So they still got a chance here, and uh, they, they just got to figure it out, man. I mean, the offensive line is horrendous right now. Mike McCarthy looks like he was the wrong choice at coach. So they got some things that they, that they need to figure out, but they still have the most talent in the East. And the East is a complete toss-up, man. Like, I know Scruff is holding on to them Eagles, hoping they're going to win it, but I don't really see that, and I don't really see my Washington squad winning it. And no, G, the Giants are not that y'all, – y'all better enjoy that W, bro. Like, Danny Jones only beats Washington. Y'all aren't beating nobody else. So, I mean, the way I see it, the Cowboys are not done. 
Uh, and they still have the best shot to win the East or the least, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, man, I don't know. I think uh, whoever wins the least is already done, man. They're getting cooked in the first round. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this video. I know you guys saw it, but I don't know if the audience saw this video floating around of uh, Cowboys head coach uh, Mike McCarthy, man. <laughs> this press conference before the beginning of the season and this introductory press conference. He's on the. He's literally on the podium. And he says, "Yeah, Jerry, I didn't watch all the snaps in 2019. I just said that so I could get the job." What a joke, man. What a joke. I mean, he's almost as big a joke as the Giants head coach. I don't know, G. Uh, what do you think about the Cowboys? And uh, What do you think about Mike McCarthy, man? Do you think he's getting the job done, or do you think he'll be fired at the end of the season? Can uh, can can your boy Dwayne Hampton get his job back? <laughs> yeah, the possibility the ain't happening, right? That wasn't the question. Okay, uh, G. Wasn't the question. Okay. We throwing shots here. If it ain't. <laughs> but no, uh... <laughs> Well, just aside, no, no, no. I, I think it's just um, that offensive line ain't the offensive line that we saw three years ago when it was just stacked offensive line. We talk about, like, every – the whole first – the whole offensive line was a bunch of first-rounders, which everybody was just – you're amazed because it's like, damn. And then you got Zeke coming through those holes. But now you don't – you can't even have Zeke through the holes because now the, the defense are zoning in to Zeke because now you have Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket, trying to throw without an offensive line. So it's like – the best next trick is just to fucking run the ball, and they can't get that because Zeke is fumbling because there's no gaps for him to run through. So, like, defense are zoning in on him. They're stacking the box on, on Zeke. And then with Dallas, man, I think I think it's Dallas' division to lose, to be honest, at this point. It's just because Philly ain't doing shit. The Giants ain't doing shit. I'm just for kicks and giggles here right now. And we damn sure know the Redskins are going to tank for Trevor's, for Trevor's Lawrence at this point. So, fellas, thank God y'all didn't buy Dwayne Haskins jerseys yet because Trevor Lawrence jerseys are about to go on sale pretty soon. Oh, uh, yeah, man, because, hey, Rome. I still got the tag on my Haskins jersey, man. It's still in the closet <laughs> with the tag on it, bro. Let me, let me I didn't even get the tag back. off before they put my man back on the bench. Sad world. That jersey insurance. Bro, <laughs> it's, time, it's time to send that jersey back to the manufacturer. Yeah, get your money back. But no, nah, but the Dallas game, man, what we got is Dallas done, no, because as long as we're in the NFC, at least Dallas is nowhere near done shit. I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas goes to the playoff with a five-win record at this point because look nah, at all these man. teams. Yeah, now nah, we were talking the other day about uh, the seven and nine teams that have won the divisions before. It would be unprecedented if it's a team worse than seven and nine winning the division. Actually, man, we even got into a conversation – about maybe they need to change up how these teams are selected to go to the playoffs. I mean, you talk if a team that has six wins goes to the playoffs, and there's a team that misses the the cut for the wild card, and they have eight nine wins. That's just not fair, in my opinion. Maybe it's time to you know kill this whole division winner goes to the playoffs, kill the whole two games against each division opponent, randomize the schedule a little bit more, and let's get the best teams out of each division. Kind of similar to what the NBA does with with the East Coast and the West Coast. What y'all think about that? Bryce, you would have a point with that if they didn't just open up a seventh seed and give the second seed no longer having a first round bye. They're already trying to to like like we can complain that you know the East might have a seven and nine, six and ten team win the division, but we're already given a seventh seed, which is going to be a seven and nine, eight and eight type team anyway. So they're already opening it up, bringing more teams in. I think the issue is there's so much parity in the NFL. 
Uh, I mean, we can look at the NFC East right now, and obviously they're, they're all four teams are struggling. But typically in the NFL, it's, it's any given Sunday. I mean, the Bears just beat the Buccaneers a couple a couple Thursdays ago, and I don't know how many of us had the Bears winning that game. Uh, but you know what I mean? Uh, I need I need somebody did, but uh, <laughs> it it is what it is though in the NFL, man. Like like any given Sunday is real, and it's not like I believe it was the Seahawks or another seven and nine team. They went to the playoffs and won in the first round, so it's not like a seven and nine team can't surprise a ten and six team or eleven and five team, especially if you get that home field advantage. I know that might not mean as much in the COVID season, but I know the division stand-ins and all that get the people, but I like I like the way it is, uh, and we'll see how how it rocks with the seventh seed. I think this playoffs this year will be a little bit different, so let's see how this goes before we change anything else up. Nah, nah, I think you make a good point, Ron. Maybe maybe it's a little too soon to pull a trigger on something like that. There is parity in the NFL, and I think it does make the league better that parity. So we'll see if what how bad the NFC East uh, representative will be. So let's keep it pushing uh, to the other big headline of the weekend. I think you guys know what game we're about to touch on. Two of the greats, two of the legends going head-to-head. It was Brady versus Rodgers. And uh, I don't think it's no surprise that Brady got the best of Aaron Rodgers in this matchup. Let's break it down, fellas. Let's break it down because uh, it wasn't a re- it wasn't like a marquee game for either of these guys. Neither of them had the typical stat line that they would throw out there. Uh, but Tom Brady did come out on top. You know, two touchdowns, no turnovers. And that seemed to be the difference between him and Aaron Rodgers' night. Scruff, uh, what do you think about that game overall? And uh, which one, which one of these legends do you uh, think is better at this point in their career? That's a good question. That's a good question. Who's better at this point in the career? I, just, I would. It's really a toss-up, man. But I'm gonna have to give it to Brady. But um, Brady did what he did. You know, Brady's not necessarily gonna give you them big, sexy numbers, but he's gonna give you them get-it-done numbers, which is two TDs, manufacturing and drives, setting up the running game to succeed. Um, you know, dipping and dunking with the best of them. Um, that's what he do, you know. But uh, Rodgers had a, had a good game, but I just knew with Green Bay, the thing I, I love about them is that they can be really good, but the thing I hate about them is they can be really bad and inconsistent. And that was the biggest um, flaw I saw in Green Bay last season. And so far, they obviously were undefeated, but I just knew the way I know Green Bay that it was just going to come. Eventually, they were going to come up and they are going to lay an egg. They didn't lay an egg, but – wasn't exactly their best performance, and you know it showed. And Tom Brady came and got because came and got it because he's going to get you where you need to be for a dub. So that game exactly went exactly how I expected it to go. And um, yeah, if you're going to take one, I mean, I'm definitely taking Brady in the playoffs. And they're right there in position now. It seems like right, right, right now. And, and Rome said earlier that uh, Pat Mahomes had an Alex Smith like game. A game manager like game. And one thing about Brady is, don't get me wrong, he's put up the big crazy numbers in his career. But I think there's no better game manager than Tom Brady. I mean, he only had 160 yards, but like I said, he had no interceptions, no turnovers, and he also took no sacks. That right there put your team in a good position. Uh, G, what do you think about this battle of two of the best to ever do it, and who do you think is the better quarterback right now? Tom Brady, because he made the smart move to go to a place where they had a, a rising defense and the offensive weapon to give him all that he needed from the Patriots last year. He found it down in Florida and Tampa. That and that goes to show you the key. It goes to show you Green Bay's two Achilles heels. Their defense and the offensive weapon that Aaron Rodgers does not have when he needs it the most. Cause Devontae Adams can't do it by himself. Aaron Jones can't do it by himself. They need another weapon. It goes to show you why Aaron Rodgers was mad during the draft. Why he was stunned that these guys drafted a quarterback instead of another offensive weapon that he needed. 
shit, they could have had Justin Jefferson right now with Devontae Adams. Look at Justin Jefferson killing it right now with the Vikings. Instead of being over there in Minnesota, he could have been with, with Aaron Rodgers right now going nuts, lining up the scores, going nuts. Aaron Rodgers having another MVP season instead of just by was a quarterback rating. It could have been with the yards, the touchdowns. He could have just had himself a stellar weapon, two duels right there. But now nah, what he got himself was a backup rookie. That's not even the backup behind him. It's like, what is he, the third stringer? It's like, what are you doing? Like, come on. Now it goes to show you this might be the only reason why everybody can't get past the NFC playoffs because he does not have, A, a defense that could stand behind him and, B, the offensive weapon that he needs to just to get himself over the line, over the hump for him to make it to another Super Bowl. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And Aaron Rodgers definitely is void of weapons. But you know the old term, man, the old saying in relationships, the way you get them is the way you lose them. And that was the way Aaron Rodgers was brought to Green Bay. You know, Brett Favre was there. They drafted him while he was still pretty nice. Hey, man, history seems to repeat itself, doesn't it? I don't know, though, man. I mean, the battle of the old quarterbacks, definitely interesting. Hard to say who the best one is right now, but I think it seems like we all kind of leaning towards you know what, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what you think, Ron. Who, who, who's the better right now out of the two? Man, it's kind of wild because uh, I think y'all said Brady. Like, if you were picking a quarterback right now, y'all gonna take Brady over Rodgers? Couldn't be me, man. I'm taking Rodgers all day. Uh, I know based off last Sunday, you know, you would take Brady because Rodgers just had a stinker. But Scruffer's right, man. He, he they were due for one, man. The Packers were riding high. Uh, they came into Tampa Bay. They got smacked. It happens. Uh, Brady had – or Rodgers had less than 200 yards, two picks. That's not an Aaron Rodgers-like game. Probably not going to happen again this season. Uh, they probably will meet again in the playoffs. But, uh, I mean, if, I, if I'm picking a quarterback to win one game, it's got to be Rodgers right now, right? I mean, Brady, he won the game, but he had like 170-some yards. He's got all these weapons. He, he didn't do nothing. He didn't impress me with this performance. Um, yeah, man, if, if Rodgers had more weapons, like G was saying, if he was in that offense – it would have been probably vice versa. Yeah, no, I think I'm with you with Rodgers. I think right now Rodgers has more in the tank. Uh, just like Jokes ETC said, man, Rodgers has more in the tank right now. Brady's arm has definitely fallen off. Yeah, but he's going he to take You want the consistent quarterback or you want the inconsistent quarterback? At the end of the day, if you want to go on a playoff run, you got to win a couple games. You can't, have, you can't have inconsistency in the playoffs. It doesn't work like that. You don't have a second chance. You know, that's what happens at Green Bay. That's why they haven't won anything. That's why Aaron Rodgers has – how many chips? Well, hey, I mean, Brady had a very Rodgers-like game in that, that first game against the Saints. They were pick six, you know, and, and, and they're going to have to play the Saints again. They're going to have to get by the Saints to even get in the playoffs. So. Yeah, 38 points on 166 yards. It's, it's a very, very, uh, very efficient, efficient game. I'll take efficiency any day over uh, but, flashing the but pass. But when we're stats. talking about these two guys, we're talking about the situation, too. Like, let's not forget, the only reason why we're picking Tom – for me, the only reason why I'm picking Tom Brady right now is because of this situation. Like, he's, he, he's went to a Bro. team that has an upcoming defense and a great offensive weapon. Whether whether Godson was in there, but still he has – Mike Evans, he has those two tight ends and Grunk and Howard. Howard's, no, Howard's not even playing, but Grunk. So like he still has a manageable offense. Look, you said y'all guys said himself he wasn't stacked not one time. It goes to show as long as the offense could power through. We're talking about Tom Brady's situation, which is the only reason why I'm picking Tom Brady. But if you put Aaron Rodgers with the situation where Tom Brady's at, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers all day, every day. 
Man, y'all y'all talking about weapons, bro. Like it don't make no sense. Like y'all talking about weapons. Like Tom Brady didn't win all these championships with no weapons, no weapons at all. He didn't have no weapons for all these years, and now this man finally has weapons, right? And he's like forty-two, whoa, 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 whoa. right? So is not a and y'all want to say now nah, he don't got weapons? Edelman is not a weapon. So yeah, Brock I mean, wasn't he a got... weapon, and Edelman wasn't a weapon because clearly those are two weapons. So he had weapons. He had technically the the, the best tight end in the game at the time when healthy. When yeah, healthy, were you taking Gronk? Are you taking? Are you taking Travis Kelsey? Healthy Gronk or healthy Travis Kelsey? Who are you taking? Gronk at his right. peak was yeah. I think Gronk at his peak is yeah, one Gronk of the best tight ends. Tom Brady had weapons. It's just well, that's what we're talking about. When we're talking about Tom Brady and we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Who had the better group of weapons? Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers had better weapons had... throughout his career. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers had Jordy Nelson for years. He was a dog. Random Cobb was a beast. Like, he fell off now, but, like, yo, these dudes had, like, long Tom careers. Brady had, Tom Brady had Randy Moss. For two years. Yeah, look, look what he did. Oh, he had Donald, Donald Driver when he came into the league. Man, he had some, he had some ballers, man. Donald Driver was Tom so Brady was, old. Tom Brady he made so Deion Branch a Super Bowl MVP. Donald Driver was still a dog, though, bro. He was still a dog. Tom Brady had made Julian Edelman an MVP. Yeah, Julian. You know what Brady had that Rodgers – You know what Brady had that Rodgers never really had? A defense. A defense and a solid head coach. And a coach. And there you go. Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> we comparing Jordy Nelson to Gronk? <laughs> not, <laughs> not literally, but kind of. Yeah, we, yeah. I, I think we did go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but no, nah, hey, thank you, T. Jennings and Driver were both – come on, man. Aaron Rodgers has had some weapons down the line. I think both players have had weapons. When you go weapon for weapon, who's had more? You might lean Brady just a little bit, but it's tough. But uh, when these careers are all said and done, I think it'll it'll be it'll be tough for anybody to touch Brady. I mean, Aaron Rodgers had to go on a crazy run right now to get to get close to Brady. Which which player which player played with more Hall of Fame players? Tom yeah. Brady. O- offense or defense? Offense or defense? Which player was surrounded with more Hall of Fame players? Tom Brady. Because yeah, that's just that's just that's just natural diffusion effect. Because when you play with Hall of when you play with a Hall of Fame quarterback, you become Hall of Famer too. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just get one. You yeah, just get, know, you're know, surrounded by greatness. We might have to name you know? these Hall of Famers that uh, that are coming from the Patriots. Who are these Hall of Famers you speak of, man? Just, just throw some names out there. Tom Brady. That's all you need to know. Okay, like, like, oh, we talking about defensive players. Okay, okay. I mean, no, I said, yeah, off and, off Aaron, Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers played with Julius Peppers. You know, I mean, they were talking about Julian Edelman like he was a candidate for the Hall of Fame, man. If he gets in the Hall of Fame, that ain't because of him. No disrespect. Charles, Charles Woodson, you know. I mean, these guys all got guys, man. These with these the Packers and the Patriots we talk about, man. Like these are two of the elite. Yeah, and they only managed to get one Super Bowl though. Because that one Super Bowl, you're right. Because in the two years later, they all went their separate ways. Jennings, didn't yes, he sir. go to the Vikings or something like that after the yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I do know one thing. Back at this time, when when Aaron Rodgers had all these weapons like uh, Jennings and Driver. Everybody on the Packers were getting crazy fantasy football points, and that brings me to uh to our next uh <laughs> our next topic of discussion, man. Let's get into it. Trade gate. If you guys have been hearing the uh the the the, the, the chatter, the chirp from 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 the community, man, the entire guys community, we all we all have we we noticed some collusion in our in our fantasy football league. Uh, what happened? Explain to the people oh. what, what we believe happened. 
after investigation, <laughs> after completing investigations? Oh yes, he yes, pulled the yes. Nick. Someone pulled the Nick. <laughs> I had to. Someone pulled the Nick. <laughs> Stop. We ain't gonna get to that yet. We ain't gonna get to that yet. I had to. I had Shout to pull on the wall, man. <laughs> I had to put on one of my many hats of gas, man. I had to put on my private investigator hat. All right, that's my private investigator. It's a little different, I'm telling you. Because you see this, because it's got holes in it. I see holes in your story. I saw, saw, I saw holes in the story, and that's when the investigation started. I seen that Rome woke up with the revenge on his mind today, so he said, "Hey, I ain't losing no more fancy football games." So we believe, under after the investigation, we believe that Rome got on, got got a trade done with it with with a, with a friend. Trade. I don't even remember the exact trade, but it was ridiculous. It was like Derrick Henry for like Brandon Cooks, like two guys. It was like it was two two studs for two duds. Like, and then and then <laughs> commissioner commissioner because because Rome is co commissioner of the Gas League. My man took off his hat as 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 a league owner, put on his commissioner hat. And went and approved the trade before anyone could get to it. <laughs> Within like maybe 12 to 13, 14 minutes is what the, what the time what the timestamp say. So I was like, okay. So he obviously realized he had a short window before the whole gang was gonna get on him. And I was like, wait, two trades right in the back? I seen two trade notifications. I was like, well, something ain't right. Then I looked over at them, like, what the world? What's going on over here? Teams is tanking. Yeah, Josh Gordon and Brandon Cooks for Derrick Henry. And what Godwin? Chris Godwin. You talking about two two first round picks for two guys that probably went in like the twelfth round? Are you kidding me? Hey, Scruff, yeah. hey, don't forget don't forget the fact that Derrick Henry's coming off two hundred yards <laughs> two days ago. The man has two hundred yards. Two days later, he gets traded for Brandon Cooks. Oh man, he's well, he's in the it's like, so we got so so either so either either uh, there's a GM that that's Bill O'Brien in it out here or. There's some kind of collusion going on. And I smell collusion. Yes, G, where have you been? Gerardo's been under a rock today because this has been the conversation <laughs> in our fantasy football group that the whole day. Hey, go scroll up, Gerardo. Scroll up, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, in all investigations, at least in all fair investigations, the accused gets to speak for himself. The accused <laughs> always gets that day in court. So wrong. The floor is oh, over. All right. Well, while G catches up, man, uh, I'm going I'm to go ahead and, and just be truthful, man. Like, I'm going to just be open and honest, right? So, mind you, man, when we started the Gas League, we were doing it with the Sleeper app. This is my first man, year on it, the, this, this is my first year on the Sleeper app. Never used the Sleeper app before. Could be a little confusion, you know. I, I, I'm sure some of you out there this is your first time on the sleeper app as well. Uh, when we were going over who's going to be commissioner, somehow my name got tossed into that hat. I'm not really sure how that happened. I, I didn't volunteer. Uh, there was no vote for that. There was no like, oh, Rome, you want to do it? My name was just there. So fast forward to this trade, you know. I send my man KJ Smooth. Shout out KJ Smooth. A little trade. Also big fan of gas. I sent him this trade weeks ago, right? Like. I, apparently he hasn't been checking his lineup. He didn't. He didn't check the trade, right? So I wake up today. I see that he's that he's accepted the trade, right? But when I went to check it, what had happened was I went under the commissioner part 
I didn't realize that I wasn't under the team part, the league owner. So when Scruff says I, I put on the wrong hat, I literally put on the wrong hat, bro. Like, I, I wasn't paying attention. That's all that happened. There was no collusion. None of this no, backfield no, no, trading. No, none, of, no, none, of this, no, none of this garbage no, they're talking about, bro. No collusion. No collusion. This is fake news. Fake news. There's another hole in your story here. Fake news is not fake news. Because, actually, I got violated the same way. We're going to get into that in a second. But, no, it was not. That's not what happened because it was two different notifications. It was one for when you accepted it and one for when you approved it. I saw both notifications. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And you know how I know? You know how I know, Rome? You know how I know? Because that's the same way I got caught. You feel me? That's the funny thing. That's why I feel for you, bro. And that's why I knew exactly what needed to be done when it happened. Because I, too, that's the reason why you say you were just appointed the commissioner. It's because I'm unfit to be a commissioner myself. (laughs) I'm unfit to be a commissioner myself. Yes, yes, yes. Me, me. Scruff line. I don't don't color inside the lines. I am a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a winner. I get shit done. I get it done by any means necessary. I'm a Bill okay, Belichick, Belichick kind of kind of coach. Yes, I'm a Bill Belichick kind of coach. I get it done. I go for mine. So I'll tell you a little hey, story on, about on. when I got caught up. Yeah, no, no. Better, hey, G, I, G, G and me remember this story all too clearly, man. Ronald, you remember, I know you remember this day. Y'all tell it then. Nah, G, you want to tell oh, it? Oh, man, this is the funniest story. So mind you, this is like my second year in fantasy football. I tend to look at everybody's team because I want to see how teams, how these guys are going to pay out. So something tells me right before the start of the game, right before the – it's 1 o'clock. It's literally 1 o'clock. So you can't put any more players, can't switch nobody out. I look at Nick's team. I'm like, oh, shit. This is who Nick's playing. This is what he's starting. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. So I go back again at half- halftime now. I'm like, wait, he didn't have this person started. I'm like, Raggy Roo? What is going on? This is wild. I, and then the first person I call, my boy, my boy, Steven Bright Smith up top. My boy picks up. I'm like, yo, bro, your boy Nick is a fraud. La Musica de Nick fraud. This boy is cheating. He's like, what do you mean, bro? He's like, yo, bro, I know what I saw with my two eyes. And I see Nick line up right before the start of the game. And it's 1 o'clock. Hey, Why is it halftime? And he switches, he switches a, a running back. He, he switches his running back and a, and a receiver. So he switches two players. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, how he has this player? And this, other, I'm like, what is going on? And 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 Bryce, Bryce wasn't gonna like. He wasn't trying to listen to my story because like, yo, how the fuck you even notice? I'm like, how the fuck are you paying attention to all of this? I'm like, Bryce, there's no way in hell that Nick. It's gonna, I know Nick, and the player hey, that he, he started originally was his favorite player. Hey, G, remember what we did, though? Because once we realized that, you know, there was a way to track it, we went ahead in, in, in those settings. And what, what, what Nick didn't know is that in the settings, it shows all actions that were ever made by the commissioner. So we went <laughs> in the settings, and this guy changed his lineup at, like, 1.17 p.m. <laughs> a cool 17 minutes after the game started. So the crazy thing was, you know, me and G were like, all right, so how should we attack this? You know, what, what, what should we, how should we approach him? Well, screw it. Let's just call him. So we dialed this guy up. And we like, yo, let's just, 
let's good cop, bad cop him. You know, let's not just go all out of all crazy. Let's just, you know, see what he got to say. So we like, man, uh, we, we, we think uh we, we think something's going wrong, man. We think he might have, you know, switched the lineup. He's like, lineup? What lineup? <laughs> what do you mean lineup? Where do we have a lineup? Uh, we talk about fantasy football, man, you know. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, no, 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 I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I, I don't know what you got to talk about. So we're like, all right, man, all right. Well, look, man, in the commissioner, in the commissioner uh, log right here, says, you know, you went ahead and flipped the line for 117 p.m. You know what this guy told us? This guy told us that the system glitched. Uh, it's got to be, glitch. <laughs> be a glitch. It's got to be a glitch. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, man, nah, the, the computers never is, lie on that shit. The computers never Yo. lie, man. The worst part is, bro, I was in the car at the time. I was literally at the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A. I was with my girl at the time. And I'm denying, 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 lying my ass off, yo, for about a half hour. So oh. well. Paul, so well. Paul. That's how you know he lying again about his story. Because Chick-fil-A is not open on Sundays, my man. <laughs> Y'all didn't call me on a Sunday. Y'all didn't call me on a Sunday. Matter of fact, matter of fact, nah, nah, nah. I got away with it. I, I went, I went a whole couple of days. Y'all called me. Y'all called me like a whole three or four days later and tried to tell me after the fact and had to adjust the win. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other story. Like I said, I was lying so good, man. And then I and then I fessed up and told the truth. You know, I had to come clean because they had all the evidence on me. And then, yo, this is my ex now, but she was looking at me like, yo, you could lie that good? That shit was a bad look for me, boy. That shit, I, I felt like such a, such a fraud, bro. So, you know, I decided after that league, that was the last year ever of that league. It was, it was the League of Champions. It was the final league. I decided to close down shop because I was unfit to lead, man. I was unfit to be a commissioner. That's why I come in here. I talk my shit. That's what I do, man. I let, I let, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a I'm 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 a I'm a ruthless winner, bro. I'll do anything to win. Right, man. I guess that's hey, a I'm, I'm nothing like Scruff. Mine was a genuine accident. No Stop the axe, man. Stop the good guy axe. At least at least own it. Own it like I did. Like own it like that. You feel me? Like uh, I did. Hey. I I agree. I, I'm an unfit commissioner. Um <laughs> for for the confusion, but still no collusion. No collusion. You never, you never proved that collusion. That was just a confusion. Hope. Confusion and collusion are very close, my friend. A little too close. Just a little too close. A little too all right, close, all right. Man. Well, now that this horror story is over for me, man, let's keep it pushing to the top five of the day, man. The top five horror movies in uh, Halloween theme fashion, man, because it is October. Shout out to all the October babies, myself included. Uh, October is a great month. Shout out Scruff. Uh, but yeah, fellas, let's jump into this one, man. Top five horror movies, scary movies of all time. Uh, I'm gonna kick it to Bryce to start off with this one, man. What are your top five horror movies? All right, man. I gotta be honest, man. Growing up, I really wasn't too afraid of movies. I always was looking for that movie that really terrified me. And you know what? Number one on my list did, but the rest of them are just movies that I enjoyed that are kind of in that in that realm of scary movies. So number five, Paranormal Activity. I feel like this is a go-to scary movie. One of the few scary movies I actually used to go to the theaters for. So yeah, man, shout out to Paranormal Activity. Uh, number four, it's another one I saw in theaters. I guess it's considered a scary movie, but Get Out it was a scary movie to me. <laughs> Get Out was a classic, instant classic. Number three, I'm a huge fan of the Saw series, man. I love Saw. 
Uh, Jigsaw, that was my guy back in the day. Uh, it was always crazy how we used to make these people get out of these elaborate, elaborate puzzles and mazes, man, to escape for their life. That's definitely one of my favorites. Number two, I don't know if some might just call this a thriller, not a scary movie, but Final Destination. If you consider that a scary movie, <laughs> that's one of my favorites, man. Like, I used to love those scenes, man. So many classics. Always think back to the one where dudes in the weight room, and all of a sudden, like, the swords fall down and miss his neck. Then the weight, the whole weight bench just, like, breaks and collapses on his head. Crazy moment. Mm -hmm. And my number one, just the only movie I've ever been scared of in my life. I don't know if y'all know about Misery, man. It's a movie from back in the day. I think it came out like 1990 or maybe 91 or something like that. And it's basically about like a psychopath lady that's like torturing this dude. But the part that stands out to me is where she has a dude on strapped up to the bed. She puts a uh, like a two by four in between, his, in between his ankles in between his feet. And she takes a hammer and just smashes his feet. So they, just, they basically break, man. Crazy movie. I think it's based on a true story. If you haven't seen Misery. You might not want to, but yeah, that's my top five. <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy top five, especially the number one. I don't, I don't even know if I want to watch that. It sounds wild. Uh, but Saw, man, that was one of my favorite favorite series of movies of all time as well. Uh, so solid list, Bryce, solid list. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick it to Scruff now, man. Give us your top five horror movies. All right, so I'm going to start at five and work my way down. So y'all know how I like to do five spot, you know, usually is like a kind of like a tweener, you know, makes the list. But um, Jordan Peele, I got to shout out, shout out Jordan Peele, shout out Get Out. Uh, that's on my list. Um, I love, I love Jordan Peele's work. Um, he's actually got another really um, good it's not a movie, but Lovecraft Country is is is, is a vibe and it, it's different, but it's along the same lines, man. Real creepy, real eerie, real, you know, deep kind of hidden stuff. You know, I like, I like Get Out. I enjoyed it. Um, when he starts spinning with the T, man, don't get me every time, man. Um, number four, I'm going back to childhood. Um, the original it, um, the original it, not, not like the new it's new. It's aren't bad. A little creepy, crazy looking, but the original it, there was one scene where cause the scariest stuff to me when I was a kid was the stuff that was like stuff that was almost like it could happen to me. So like it had this one scene where he was like coming through the shower. So like, you know, you're taking a shower every day, bro. Like, you know, like this is going to come through your head. You're going to think about it. So. It had me jacked up. I ain't gonna hold you. It uh, number three. I mean, uh, number four. Uh, number three. Um, not really scary. Kind of scary, but like you know, hood classic in my opinion. Bones. You feel me? Bones. Um, you know, Snoop Dogg as 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 a scary character. You know, he was on some like you know cool smooth vampire shit. It was it was it was a vibe. You know, it was different. I got I got I got I got to throw some diversity on the list. You feel me? Uh, number two. Um, now I'm getting into like the real all-time classics, you know, um, The Shining, you know, um, Jack Nicholson, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, between the thing with the, with the girls on the bike, you know what I'm saying? Like real, real creepy stuff, you know, old school vibes. It's even the fact that the movie was old adds to the element of it being scary, you know? And that's what I love about that movie. It's a classic. Um, one of the all-time movies of all time, period. Um but the number one on my list is probably my biggest childhood fear. Um, my sister used to sing the song to, 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 to get me away from, you know, all the, all the nonsense she was doing. The, oh, it's, it's Freddy Krueger song, man. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, you better lock your door. Holy shit. That shit had me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that shit had me messed up, bro. Because the worst thing, 
Because the worst thing, like I said, the shit that was really messing me up as a kid was the stuff that was like places that you could actually feel comfort, but you don't feel comfort because those movie writers took it away from you. You know, like your bed. One of the great things about your, your childhood, like you go to your bed, you're safe there, right? It's your safe place. Not Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger come right through the bed, throw his little claw up on that jump, then have you right back down in that little hell thing that he'd be in. He'd be out in a whole other dimension. You'd be waking up like, you know, and your mom can't hear you, bro. Like, Freddy Krueger, scariest, scary movie of all time to me. Um, even as an adult, sometimes I've I, I watched like some of the Freddy vs. Jasons, but like, not really trying to see the visuals of Freddy. And he's ugly. He's an ugly motherfucker. That shit is nasty. Like, he's ugly as hell. Like, that shit's scary, bro. Like, nasty. So, yeah, still kind of don't like him, but um, that's my top five. <laughs> Hey, that's a great list, man. That is a great list. AG, hey, go ahead and break us off with your top five horror movies. My top five, my first one is a new one. It's Cabin in the Woods. It's like these group of friends. They go to a woods, but they go to a cabinet, and they end up finding like a book, like a, a demon book. So it's a good watch. It's fucking crazy. There's a whole action thriller with the crazy suspense. You got to go watch it, but just the brief details, like the group of friends, they go to the cabinet, they're like trying to have like a day off, trying to get the friends distracted from some issues they're having at the house. And when they go there, one of the friends opens up a book that they weren't supposed to open. It says not to open it, but you know, you're gonna fucking open it. Curiosity Kills the Cat is a great watch, it's a scary movie. And after that, I'm gonna go with what Nick said Freddy Krueger, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first three was just wild crazy. Gave me all kinds of nightmares. And then after that, I'm surprised nobody here said it. Friday the 13th. I didn't like the first one, but I fucking love the sector number two all the way up until going to New York. When Jason goes to New York City, that is, those are all nuts. And then my fourth, my, what is it? Three, three. And my other one is uh, Amityville Harbor, where like the story about the haunted house, that shit scared me. Just like what Nick says, like the, your comfort zone is supposed to be your home, but it ends up being not your house. And, like, uh, the telling of the story is just, like, what was it? Like, one of the sons ends up killing everybody in the side of the crib while everybody's sleeping. No one hears the shot, the gun, the shotgun shell. That, that's another one. And then, uh, and then Chucky. I hated Chucky. Child's uh, Play, all those. Oh, my God. I remember my neighbor that when I used to, when I used to live somewhere we're far from where I live right now. My neighbor, his brother had the dolls, the whole setup. The Bride and Chucky, oh my God. I used to look at it, and like, I would never come to my boy's crib after the first time I seen it, because I'm like, oh, nah. Them shits come up, they're about to slice my throat. Never again. Never again. And my last movie, but not least, it's going to be Halloween. I think Mark McGuire's is always a scary dude. I always thought, like, yo, if I go pick the feet too late at night, it's over for me. Not Mark, but it's the, not Mark McGuire, but, you know, but just... I don't know, man. I always thought it was Mark Myers. Mark Myers, there you go. Mark Myers. But I always start going trick or treating late at night because of him. I, I used to try to get back home by like nine o'clock. After that, I was like, Nah, I ain't going. I ain't going out past nine o'clock on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> 
I said, Mark Moore. <laughs> I'm thinking about baseball. <laughs> right, right. Maybe, honestly, Michael Myers was pretty jacked up, bro. He might have been on the juice, too. Like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, yo, how's, yo, the fact that him and Buster Rhymes got to get it popping, I was like, yo, bro, how's Buster Rhymes losing to this man? Nah, that was a great list. That was a great list. You you killed me with the Mark McGuire, but that was a solid list. Halloween is, is a great set of movies, though. Uh, they didn't make my list, man, but that that's a, a, a great set of movies. I'm going to kick it off real quick, though, with my top five, man. Uh, number five for me is any Freddy or Jason movie. I couldn't choose between any one of them, man. They're all just great movies, the Freddy versus Jason movies. Uh, you fellas already did a great job illuminating how classic all those are. Uh, how how Freddy, you can't even go to sleep, man. You're right, Scruff, even as an adult. Like, if, if Freddy could get you tonight, bruh. If he was real, he could get you tonight, bruh. Like, that's, that's, how, that's, how, that's how real Freddy is. You just gonna stay up? Freddy had them college, he was he had people hit the Adderall way before, <laughs> before the, these days. But uh, number four on my list, man, nobody mentioned this one, Jeepers Creepers, man. I don't know how many people have seen that movie. Uh, I think it came out like 2001. It was a pretty solid movie. It's not too terrifying. It's a solid watch. Uh, kind of like Bryce, man. None of these movies ever really scared me. Uh, even when I was younger, I could never find a horror movie that was really terrifying to me. But Jeepers Creepers is definitely a good watch. Very interesting movie. Uh, number three on my list is a movie that actually did scare me in my adult life, and that is Get Out. Uh, much like Bryce said, man, and I'll take it a step further, bro. I've dated a white woman. <laughs> this joint was giving me like painful flashbacks, but I'm like, wait, hold up. Like, was I in a situation? Like, I don't even know no more. But yeah, man, get out, get out definitely uh gave me the creeps, bro. Definitely gave me the creeps. Uh solid movie though. Great watch if you haven't seen it. Number two is Saw, man. All of them up to about I think Saw Four. Whenever, whenever Megan Good was in it, that's when it fell off. I was like, you're you're, you're just you're just here because you're Megan Good. You know what I'm saying? Like you just in the movie now, and it don't even make sense. No love. <laughs> I mean, I love Megan Good, but she ain't need to be in Saw, bro. She ain't need to be in Saw. That was a bit much. That was a reach. But the first four was solid, man. It was a great a great story. Uh, along with all the gore that went in it, it was a very solid story, a mystery movie almost, if you will. Jigsaw was a real one. Uh, and my number one movie, man, is another Jordan Peele movie. I'm surprised no one else said it. And that movie is Us. Uh, that movie creeped the hell out of me, man. Uh, and that, the acting is so on point. I couldn't imagine if there was if there was a tethered version of me just staring at me, couldn't really talk, acting all crazy, strong as hell, chasing me, trying to kill me. Uh, shit, if the whole family of tethered pulled up, bro, like that's that's next level. Uh, Jordan Peele, you, you a sick dude, bro. Uh, I can't wait for your next movie, though, because you're making some good ones. <laughs> but that's my top five horror movies, man. Uh, anybody want to join in in the comments, man? We'd love to hear some more horror movies. Uh, are we going to keep this this Halloween theme going, though, right? We we, we talking costume? We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to hold say, on, hold on. Before that. we switch movie, can oh, I wait, give we, a we actually got something. What now? I said, can I give a bonus movie real quick? Absolutely. Chainsaw, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, bro. Oh, this is man. one scene. I don't know if y'all remember right in the beginning of the movie where the shorty pulls out the revolver off the off, off the JJ. And she just pulls it out. Yeah. She's like, don't go. Don't go over yeah. there. It just films. I was like, yo, that movie is so scared. I'm going to tell you a funny story, right? So me, like, I tend to, like, when I'm watching Scary Movie when I was younger, back in the day, put a little bit more effort. So it was like 12 o'clock in the middle of the day. 
my boy brings the DVD to the crib. He's like, yo, listen, my mom just rented this from Best Buy and she forgot to return it. Let's watch it. Fucking on a Monday. So uh, we grabbed some blankets and some covers to cover up the windows to make my living room super dark. So we did that. So now we're watching the TV. My brother pops into the living room. He gets so scared from the Chainsaw Massacre, right? My boy, my little brother, literally, I kid you not, shits himself. I mean, I threw, yo. <laughs> and listen, it's a part where like uh when skin face comes out and he's like he's coming through the woods through the through the through the back of the woods, they thought they like Shorty's running, she she thought she got away from him and he just pops off with the chainsaw, he's like Yo, my brother literally just <laughs> Hey, man. In front of all of us, I'm like, yo, that shit has to be the most funny shit, scary shit at the same time. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's some scary shit for sure. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. My man t- 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 drops the jewels on himself. I'm like, wow. That's wild, man. That's wild. But yeah, nah, like the Halloween conversation, man, it, it, it's good to start it a little early. You know, who wants to start it the day of Halloween? You know what I mean? So I like to start it a little early. But it does make me think what my best costumes were, man. And I, you know, I gotta keep it hundred, man. I was never a costume guy. I was always just a mask guy, man. Scruff knows that, man. I just grab a mask, throw the mask on, and we'd be mobbing. I'm in my regular clothes with a mask on. You feel me? Yeah, I feel that. I ain't gonna lie. I don't got a best costume, but I definitely have a worst costume. You feel <laughs> me? I do have a worst costume. So I will say this, and this is a worst costume in many ways. This is another good story, but uh, so I will say that, and um. Hope there ain't no uh, law enforcement watching because I'm about to snitch on myself right here. But um, <laughs> so <laughs> we do not so condone this. Is all alleged, alleged, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. So allegedly, uh, to, uh, back in uh, my sophomore year at Rutgers, it was a uh, it was Halloween, you know, and I needed a Halloween costume, and um, you know, I didn't have Halloween costume money, if you will. So um, I stole a costume. Yes, allegedly. allegedly. Um, so I, you know, whatever. So the costume of choice was was a very was a very 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 ironic choice of costume that I chose. I chose of all things to be that year to be to steal a orange jumpsuit, and I went to the Rutgers Student Center party, which was the litest. We went to the jump, and I was in an orange jumpsuit. Now it seemed like a good idea at the time, but I knew when I walked right into that building that it was not a good idea. Cause law enforcement was looking at me like I had just got off the motherfucking uh I got an escape from the county and shit. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and then I seen one of my one of my peers. I, I, I seen I seen brother looking at me with so much disappointment in his eyes, and he was shaking his head at me, and I'm just thinking like, damn, like I really I'm I like what am I doing right now? You feel me? Like I'm in here dressed as a prisoner. I'm dressed as somebody that literally <laughs> is property of the state. Gave away their freedoms, you know. I'm dressed as one of the biggest, one of the biggest problems in this in America right now, which is mass incarceration. Of, of you know, man, it's crazy. Like, why would I sign up for that? You know what I'm saying? Why would I sign up for that, bro? And it just, it was a deep lesson for me, man. And um, you know, I, I was immediately when they were wearing that shit, I just didn't feel right no more, bro. I didn't feel right. I ended up having to rock it the rest of the night. But um, it was a rough night for the kid, man. I, I felt, I felt like a, I felt like a failure to my culture straight up and um if i ever have you know a son and i see him leaving the house with a 
with a inmate's costume on, I'm going to tell young boy, I'm going to say, come here, little bruh. That ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it, man. I'm going to tell you from my own personal experience, little homie, that ain't it, bruh. Come on on back. You might be mad about it, but you'll thank me later. So everybody out there listening, um, don't dress up as an inmate, especially especially, especially if you're especially if you're a person of color, bro. It's just not something you ever want to put yourself through. All right, so. I think that's great advice right there, man. Everyone watching, it don't dress up as an inmate. Just don't do it. I've worn that costume many times in the store, bro. Never, never putting that one on. I'm good on that. You don't even want to put that into the universe. You know, no. you don't want to do that. You just don't want to do it. You know? Oh man, Hilarious. I don't. I don't have any uh, best costume stories. At least none that are uh, <laughs> none that are appropriate for for the pod. I might have to save it for for post pod. I do have some Halloween stories. My birthday is the 29th, so I tend to get a little crazy around these times. But I'm gonna keep that for post pod. Keep that for post pod. Uh, but as far as the Halloween's, man, I got a family now, so I think we're doing the Ninja Turtles this year. Not sure which turtle I'm gonna be. I'm gonna let the kids decide all that. Man, you gonna so, be you know, Master Splinter, man. <laughs> oh man, I'm never gonna live this down, right? Nah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, Halloween is a time for fun, man. I know a lot of people don't always look at it like that, but it's a time for fun, man. It's dress up, get silly with it, enjoy yourself, enjoy it, man. Halloween, don't don't take it too serious. Yeah, no, nah, that's a fact, man. I'm gonna miss the Halloween bar crawl this year, man. That was one of the staples in in, in the past life of mine. You know, you hit the Halloween bar crawl. Can never go wrong hitting the bar on Halloween uh, night. G, you got any Halloween stories, man? I'm waiting on one from G. Uh, no, because I'm uh, I don't know the statute limitations that have for these. Halloween stories seem a little spooky. Yeah, yeah, man. Even the days before, I don't know if you guys had mischief night around your towns. Uh, yeah, yeah. Even the teenage days. I don't know. Yeah. So Halloween, like, either if I fucked up the night before, I ain't coming out tonight afterwards. Bro, Bro, I got some free game for y'all though. Free game for y'all. All my brothers out there that need a need a date night in October right now. I say the next week or two. Perfect time to go to a haunted house, dog. I don't know what's going on with COVID or whatever, but like free game, like take your shorty to a haunted house, like that shit fire. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a sound like a smart move. Get her scared, get her scared, then you can be there to comfort her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm Hello, mommy, good, come on, <laughs> oh man, oh man, nah, good advice, good advice, good advice, fellas. But all right, word of advice from Nick: stay scheming. <laughs> Stay scheming. Uh, like Drake said in uh, in, the, in the Gas Playlist, yo, shout out uh, Gas Playlist, by the way, on Spotify, if y'all want to check that out. Like Drake said in Popstar, which is one of my choices in the pop, in the Gas Playlist, nobody asked, nobody guessed three out of four, so y'all not getting no free merch. So it's all good. I gave y'all the chance. But yeah, stay scheming. I'm going to be forever scheming, bro. But uh, for real, uh, let's get back on. We're gonna get back on with the uh, with the sports talk. One one last final topic. We saved the best for last for y'all today, um, because we're finally at the point in the season where we can actually talk about what's real and what's not. The standings are starting to shape themselves up, and the picture's starting to get more clear. So now we're starting to see who's real and who's not, and who's contenders and who's pretenders. So what we're gonna do, the way this segment's gonna work, I think it's pretty much self-explanatory. But we're gonna list a bunch of teams. Uh, one by one, we're going to go around the panel. 
and we're going to talk about whether they're contenders or pretenders. Um, so I'm going to jump right into it. We're going to talk about the Buffalo Bills, the very first team, because we've already kind of discussed them a little bit, so we're not going to spend too much time about them. But pretenders or contenders or pretenders, are they real or not? <laughs> Let me know. Pretenders or pretenders, Buffalo Bills, four and two. What do you think? You said me? Yeah, you. Oh, I didn't even hear you. All right. uh, the Bills, man, they're contenders. They're contenders for the simple fact that they're running away with the AFC East right now. Um, I don't know how, how I like them once they get into the playoffs, but they'll certainly be in there. And I think that's that's without question. Uh, but I think they can compete with some of the better teams, but they're definitely contenders. Yeah. Bills? Bills? Uh, contenders, just like what Rome said. Is just like you got the NFC East. I mean – you got Miami that's looking legit, but you got to play the Jets twice. Uh, they only played the Jets once so far, right? Or twice yet? Have they played them once yet? One time already, right? They got them. They got another yeah, free they got another one. So, so I was like, yeah, as long as they get to see the Jets one more time, yeah, they're automatic contenders. Bryce, you, you seem to be leaning towards contender as well for the Bills. Yeah, yeah, I'm with Rome, man. I think he hit the nail on the head, man. The, the Bills are definitely contenders. You don't know what they're going to look like once playoffs gets here. But I think before the season, uh, Rome was heavy on the Stefan Diggs acquisition. And uh, I think that's proven to be the be the move that kind of took them over the top in my eyes, man. Now they got that threat to, you know, provide explosive plays at any time. I say contender. All right. Well, I'm going to go on record and say is that they are pretenders. Um, not that I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they have a good chance of making the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win the East. I think, the, I think the, the Patriots are still going to win the East. But I don't think that they're real, you know, contenders. I don't think they have a legit chance to win anything. I think they're going to lay a goose egg uh, in the playoffs. Or he's going to be his, uh, doing his Phillip Rivers this year. But um, all right, next up, Titans, Tennessee Titans, the team that just seems to keep getting dubs, 5-0. and Close games. They won a few close games. They won a close one uh, just, 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 not, just, just this week. So another close game and close win for the Titans. Bryce, Titans, contender or pretender? I know you like Derrick Henry. Man, I, I, you know what? I think I like Derrick Henry more than most, and I'm on record of saying that he's the best running back in the NFL. But unfortunately to me, I believe this is a passing game now. And I'm still not a believer in Ryan Tannehill, man. I don't care. When you got the best running back in the league and teams are stacking the box, it makes your job a little bit easier. But once it comes down to those moments where he has to get the job done with his arm, I don't have faith in it. And that is why I have the Titans – as a pretender, man. They only going as far as Derrick Henry will take them. Teams are going to start stacking that box. Eventually, if Derrick Henry can run them all the way to the championship, then maybe they are a contender. But I think it takes a little more well-roundedness. I don't think that Ryan Tannehill can provide that. At least I'm just not a believer yet. Titans are a pretender in my eyes. Mm, I'm very surprised to hear you say that, Bryce. I was expecting you to go contender. <clears throat> and I'm going to go on the record. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm going to go on the record and say that the Titans are a contender. And I was very against the Titans for most of the season. But like the 49ers last season, um, I'm seeing trends of a contender um, because they're winning close games. I think really good teams find a way to win the close games. And so far they have won close games amongst really good competition, something the Bills haven't done. So I'm a little surprised. But uh, – Rome, what do you think? Contender or pretender? Hey, I, too, am surprised, uh, Bryce, by your pick. I thought for sure you would have been uh, on the Titans being a contender. But I also have them down as a pretender for the very same reason I do not believe in Ryan Tannehill. I know a lot of people have him as an MVP candidate. 
Uh, I think it's Derrick Henry or bust, and I've said that for a while. But another reason I'm not sold on the Titans just yet is because if you look at their their schedule, their five wins, the one win over a team over 500 was against the Bills, and they kind of caught them after the game kept getting delayed because all this COVID nonsense. I think it was played on a Tuesday or something. So, I mean, they, they, they might have ran through the Bills that one random Tuesday, but I don't really believe the Titans are, are as good as they look right now. I mean, they've beaten teams like the Jaguars, the Vikings. They haven't beaten anybody who's really, who's really stunning. Now, all these teams are in the mud, in my opinion. So, I got the Titans as pretenders. Uh, we'll see how they do next week against the Steelers. That'll be the real test. We'll really find out who's the contender or pretender uh, next Sunday. They beat the Bills, I'm just saying. But, G. Uh, for me, contenders. I'm surprised with you two, Roman Bryce. Uh, AJ Brown is back, and uh, it's not just gonna be Derrick Henry on the floor because AJ Brown, look at him the last two games, he's been a, a beast of coming back from the hamstring. I believe it was a hamstring injury, right? He was, I'm not mistaken. And I uh, look at him now, like Tannehill doesn't have to be throwing for 300 yards, he just has to throw for 200 at most, or like what Tom Brady did 166, no interceptions. And you just throwing the rock off to Derrick Henry because God knows, man, what defensive line is going to stop that man from running through? Jesus Christ. You, you saw what he did to your boy, New, uh, Newman, man? Just straight, oh, get out of here. Some Mortal Kombat moves. I'm like, damn. Stay stiff-arming everybody out the way. God damn. It's not even December he's doing that already. It's only October, and he's playing like he's – he's finally playing like he's in December now. So now, nah, man, these guys are contenders because they got to see Jacksonville one more time. They got to see Houston one more time, and they're going to see the Colts two more times, if I'm not mistaken. So these guys are contenders. Look what – shit. That's all you need is Derrick Henry. Look what he did against the Ravens last year. <laughs> all he needed was Derrick Henry to win that game. But for us to say pretenders, we're kind of sure, guys. I think these are guys are legit contenders, man. Like I said, man. Tannehill is the greatest game manager, and that's all you need right now. All right, okay, okay, all right. So we got we got we got a little bit of a mixed mixed review on that. I like that. I'm sure we're gonna have a little bit of a mixed review on this one too. So next team up on the list for contender versus pretender is Chicago Bears. Um, they were winning some games early on, and then they had a quarterback switch, and they continued to win on. Um, looking pretty good under Nick Foles. The offense actually looks pretty serviceable. Uh, five and one are the Bears now. They are actually leading the division ahead of the Green Bay Packers. Um, Rome, you seem like you have a good opinion about this one. Bears, contenders or pretenders? Pretenders. Uh, the Bears have the Rams, Saints, Titans, and Vikings up next. They're currently 5-1. and one. They could be 5-5 five and five by the time they hit their bye week. They have been impressive. Their defense will definitely keep them in games. But I, I don't believe in Nick Foles. Uh, they, they, got, they got one up on Brady on that Thursday night game. They beat a Panthers team that doesn't have very much offensive firepower, no CMC. I just don't see the Bears contending with the top teams, and that's what they're going to need to do if they really want to be contenders. Mm, okay. Five and one team, pretending. G, what are your thoughts? Uh, just like you said, they're pretenders because who are you taking, Nick Foles or Aaron Rodgers? With two minutes. I, I'm Foles. taking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you say Nick Foles. Jesus Christ, I know you say Nick Foles. Is... Man, listen, man. I, ho- I know you wishing Nick Foles to head back over down to Philly, my boy. So come on now, man. Let's be realistic now, man. You're not taking Nick Foles over Aaron Rodgers. Oh, God, this is why you need to hold on to the trash bag right now, bro. 
put those, all put right, those same, back on, same thing. Same, same thing you're talking about. Same thing you're talking about. So I'm going to go yeah, ahead and jump I, right in. I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. You, you, you said your piece. You said they pretend you're pretenders. I'm going to say they're contenders. I'm going to go on record and say they're contenders because you know what? You know what a lot of these teams don't have? Defense. You know what wins championships, though? Defense. So, like, the one thing that most of these teams that y'all consider contenders, real-time contenders, and we're not even really talking about, like, the elite elites, but, like, real-time contenders, they don't got no defense, bro. But the Bears play defense. And, like, they were able to get close with, with their booty offense. And now they actually have somebody that can go ahead and get them a drive, get them, get them, get them first downs, move the chains, just make you feel good, make you believe, you know, just to get that vibe in the locker room, like anything could fucking happen. That's what magic, that's when magic happens. And the, the kid, Nick, Nick Foles, man, he's a smart kid, man. He's just a point guard of the offense. You get the ball rolling, the each completion, it just keeps growing, and you just get that magic going, man. It's just, it's just the magic in the air, man. Nick Foles, bro. Nick Foles, the same guy that went head-to-head with Tom Brady and won it. And you said, and yeah, does my hierarchy make sense? Yes, it does, because I picked Tom Brady, Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers, but I'm taking Nick Foles over all of them, my friend. That man is clutch. Hey, hey Scrub, I think, on I, Nick. Go ahead. I think you wanted something with that, Scrub, especially since he did, you know, take you guys to y'all to y'all's lone Super Bowl championship. But, but one thing I will say is, man, I I, I got to go pretender with the Bears, and I and I was on the fence with this. I keep going back and forth. But I think they're a couple years too late. I think they waited too long to make the move to get a Nick Foles in there. If this was the Bears defense from two years ago, maybe we're looking at, you know, when they first got Khalil Mack, maybe we're looking at, uh, you know, that contender, that that that, that contender, uh, that legit contender. But I think the I think the ship sailed on that defense being one of the elites of the elite. And uh, I don't know if Nick Foles has enough juice to get him over the hump anymore with, uh, without that elite, elite defense. We'll see, though, because – he, he, you know, he did carry the Eagles through that through that uh, playoff run. So maybe he could, you know, repeat that success. It would be interesting. All right. All right. So, I, uh, I'm gonna... so isn't the Bears' first loss was with Nick Foles? I believe so. <laughs> so I, I don't think the Bears are contenders, bro. I don't see it happening. Y'all crazy. Yeah. No, I say pretender. So what? So what? Is it? So what? I'm just so five and one. You got more wins than the rest of you all. Whatever, man. Y'all, 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 um, the Steelers are five and zero. We've got some pretty heavy Steelers fans out there listening. Um, so the Steelers are kind of on the uh, contender pretender list. They're five and zero. Bryce, let's let's go to you first. Steelers contenders pretenders five and zero. Pretty good, right? No, nah, yeah, you you got to give the Steelers. You got to call them a contender right now. They did face a big loss over the weekend in a uh, middle linebacker Devin Bush. Man, he's a young star, young stud leader uh, of that defense at a very young age, man. He's emerged as one of the top defensive players, but I still got them in the contender, in the contender category, man. Uh, too much firepower on offense right now. They're getting it done on offense and Deontay Johnson went down. Juju Smith-Schuster's not having one of those crazy years right now. They're getting it done by, from other guys. I mean, James Washington stepping up. I love him coming out of Oklahoma State. He's finally starting to show what he, what he has. 
and of course the rookie chase claypool man and one thing about big ben is if you are a weapon you're gonna get used that's the thing you love about big ben that's what turned antonio brown you know a fifth round a fifth rounder into a star to a star or an emmanuel sanders into a star if you're a weapon you're gonna get used and i think ben roethlisberger just showing that you know he belongs in that category with brady and rogers we do a lot of talking about brady and rogers roethlisberger gets left out hey man i'm gonna I'm say it straight up man the sealers are are a contender because of ben roethlisberger okay big ben love on the show i think it's uh warranted uh definitely doesn't get enough love uh rome what do you think about the sealers Ah, uh, man, the Steelers, man, I'm going to go ahead and say contenders for sure. Uh, I know there probably could be some pushback because if you look at the teams that they beat, I don't think any of them were over 500 with the exception of the Browns, which, I mean, they're the Browns. So, I mean, you, you can give a little pushback there, but the Steelers do have the Titans and the Ravens up next. So those are two big games, and uh, they could very well come out on top of both of those. and They could be sitting at 7-0. and The Steelers could be one of the best teams, if not the best team in the league, if you if you really break it down. Um uh, contenders easily. <laughs> okay, I like that. Uh, G, contenders or pretenders? Uh, I'm gonna continue with this trend. Contenders, man, just like like what these guys says. The only uh, divisional games they have to worry about is the Ravens, man, because clearly the Browns can't get it done, and none of us are counting on a rookie to beat the Steelers. The way that defense is playing, I believe there's like a top five defense. The way the Steelers are ranked right now. So yeah, man. Uh, Besides that, man, the Steelers, I would like to apologize to all the Steelers nations for fucking up my upset of the week. I didn't think you guys would blow out the Browns that bad. But these guys, I got to give it to you guys. I got to give it to Big Ben. Just like what, what Bryce said. I really thought Big Ben didn't have it in the tank, and he's showing me what he's proving me wrong, that he does still have it, man. He still has enough in it. He's reminding me of the Tim Duncan of the NFL right now. Old, still get it done. Still still doing his thing. Yeah, man. So you guys are contenders. The Tim um, Duncan of the NFL. I like that. Rome, you got something? I'm still not going to give that much love to Ben. Uh, I think I think they are contenders because of him, but I think he's going to tell, tell off at the end of the season, man. These older quarterbacks don't last like they used to. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens for the end of the year. Right now, definite contender. I wouldn't say that he's the the, the uh, Tim Duncan of the NFL, but I would go as far as saying that in terms of an organizational, um, you know, the team that's just have a great organization, the Steelers do have one of the best organizations, um, you know, top to bottom leadership, uh, coaching. Um, they had literally Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell in the same locker room at the same time with Ben Roethlisberger. I don't even know how you manage that. Um, but um, definitely great organizational culture, and they bounced back right away uh, after, you know, what was looking like a rebuild. But uh, obviously, it didn't take long. All right, last team on the list. Uh, this is a team that was actually in the Super Bowl. Uh, was it maybe like two years ago now? Uh, seems like forever ago. But the Rams are back this season with a little bit of glory in the new, uh, very bright uh, colored uniforms. Uh, they are four and two. They've got some wins on their record. You know, some decent wins. Um, they beat my team. But um, gee, what do you think about the Rams? I think they're contenders, man. I I love the Rams, man. I can't give up on them. As long as they got Aaron Donald in that defensive line, man, the man is still amazing, still doing his thing. And, yeah, I mean, I can't see – I mean, they're in a tough division. You got to go against Russell. You got to go against the 49ers that tend to have their number. But those games always go back and forth. And then you got Kyle Murray, like, which he's going off. 
he's turning to a stud. Bryce called it early throughout the season, but prior to the season, put me on. I didn't think he was going to be this great. And then look at these guys, man. That's a tough division. So to call them pretenders, I really can't, man. They're going to edge it out. I think they're going to beat the Cardinals for the last playoff spot spot from that division or or even beat the 49ers the way the 49ers are trying to hang it all together with all those injuries. But I, I consider them contenders. Okay. Rams, contenders. All right. Rome, how do you feel about that? Uh, I, th- I thought I was having a connection issue. Uh, he said the Rams are contenders. And, Scruff, I think you said they have some decent wins. They have four wins against the NFC East. The Rams are pretenders. Like, what? If anyone's pretending, it's the L.A. Rams. Like, they're pretending so hard, I think they might even believe in themselves right now. And that's crazy. That's crazy. They're not going to win the NFC West. They might maybe possibly get that seventh seed. Maybe. Probably not, though. Probably not gonna happen. No, I don't. I really don't think so. Actually, yo, the Rams are pretending and they're pretending hard. Those four wins against the NFC East should really count as two. I like no. The Rams are pretenders. Uh, Aaron Donald, be damned. The Rams are not going anywhere this year. Mm, okay, oh, uh, oh for two on the on the Rams. They're contenders or pretenders. Bryce, what do you think? And make it over oh three, man. The Rams are definitely pretenders. I mean, I. But I, I just know. said I just said contenders. How you oh, you said contender. My bad. My bad. My bad. I, geez, oh, my bad. I, it should. I'll just. Yeah, I'll continue. But it should be zero and three, man. The Rams are not <laughs> legit, bro. Like I don't know what you guys are seeing. We talking about quarterbacks we don't trust, right? That's that's basically what this the whole theme of this has been. This contender or pretender. I do not trust Jared Goff whatsoever. He might be out of this whole list. He might be the quarterback I trust the least, and that includes Nick Foles, like for sure. I got no faith in golf to get it done in crunch time. Uh, the dude, just his, his accuracy just goes haywire, and it seems like he's just so inconsistent with the accuracy. Maybe one day he'll get it together, but I don't see it being this season. Uh, if Aaron Donald can, you know, maybe have a 26-sack season or something crazy, maybe they've got a shot. That running game is not the same it was. Week one, Malcolm Brown went crazy. Everybody was thinking that running game was going to be legit. That running game is falling off. I do not see it for the Rams. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely a pretender. All right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and cap it off with the final, uh, final nail on the coffin. I mean, um, gee, I know you said they were contenders. I couldn't. I actually, I disagree. I'm with I'm with Bryce and uh, Rome on this. Uh, Cause you look at the wins they got. You like you said it against the NFC East, and you I, you I look at they lost to the Bills, and you already know I told you the Bills are the Bills the Bills are phony. Uh, and they lost to the Four Niners, and they're not very good. And then next week they're gonna go against the Bears. And I think I'm going to go ahead and go on record and saying the Bears are going to beat them next week. So I, I go ahead and take that and uh, put that on your parlay. That's a good ticket right there. And then they got the Dolphins after that. That's an easy win. We'll see when they go against the Seahawks and the, and the Buccaneers, which are going to be the next two games after that. And we'll see what it's really hitting for. By then, things will be pretty clear if they could beat one of those teams. But we'll see. But, yeah, yeah I think uh, playing the NFC East has definitely, definitely, definitely been very, very helpful for the Rams. So that's going to cap off our list for today on contender pretender. We're going to we're we'll probably check back in with y'all as the playoffs start approaching. We'll see where the real contenders are, and we'll, we'll revisit this uh, conversation for the future. Um, but with that being said, you know it's been another uh, great show, great episode. Um, y'all know where y'all obviously here, so you know where to find us somewhere. But just so you don't know, uh, YouTube, Twitter. Um, Instagram at Good Ass Sports, uh, Gas Sports Network, and um, the app Gas Network app. Uh, Bryce, you want you want to add anything else? You want to tell them what anything else we got going on? 
I think you just hit about just about everything, man. Uh, if you don't have the Gas Network app, you are loafing. Download that app, Gas Network, Apple Store, Google Play. Simple to find. First thing to pop up. When you hey, when you see these right here, when you see those, you know it's gas, man. When you see those right there, you know it's gas, bro. So download the app ASAP. Word up. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button, too. Uh, on YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. That way you know as soon as we go live, you won't miss anything because we be getting right into it. And then also hit that subscribe button on Spotify, Apple, uh, wherever you get your podcasts at. Um, we hitting you with all different types of heat and all different types of levels. But um, you know how we do it right here, baby. We sports for the culture, so we're going to close it out. The only way we know how, right? Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture.